Hey guys, and welcome back to Rice to Meet You, your comedy podcast about Asian culture. We just want to take some time out to thank you guys for all the support you've shown us. We know you guys would probably be spending this money on going out to eat or other activities, so we're really grateful that you've chosen to use it to support us instead. It's really overwhelming, and we're so grateful. As you guys know, both Nigel and I are comedians, and all of our work has pretty much been canceled for the foreseeable future. That's why we're putting all of our time into the podcast, giving you two episodes a week to keep you guys entertained. If you guys want to support us, just head on over to patreon.com slash rice to meet you pod and become a patron. There's several different levels, so choose the one that suits you the best and unlock bonus content from the podcast that we both pretty much thought nobody would ever hear, but we're giving it exclusively to our Patreons. We hope that you guys are keeping safe in this really strange time, and hopefully we'll be back to regular life soon. Once again, thank you, and now, on with the show. Because there is Chinese opera. There is, and, and, and you hear the way they sing. Sorry, that was gibberish. Oh my goodness, I feel like that was the most racist thing that we've done You managed to outrace this final. your comedy podcast about Asian culture. I'm your host, Evelyn Mock. And I'm your host, Nigel Lung. Yay! To- that went so much better. <laughs> this is a second take. Yeah. Don't say that. Now people know it's a second take. <laughs> it was good, though. I liked it. Yeah. Thank you so much, John. Our guest liked it. Our guest today is John Lee. Huge fan of the podcast and uh, lover of my work. Please welcome John Lee. Wait, wait. <laughs> You just Did like you have- your own ego. You didn't allow me to do it. You just <laughs> went for it. <laughs> Pre- preemptive ego boost. Yeah. Just lover of my my work. Yeah. It's Evelyn's work too, man. Thank you, John. Thank yes. you. Yes. And if I were introducing it, I would have said our work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I say my Evelyn, you know, we I mean us, right? <laughs> Am I just an extension of you now, Nigel? Yeah, we are the Rise to Meet You Corporation. <laughs> you know, when Steve Jobs introduces the iPhone, it's just Steve Jobs. Oh my god, I'm going to end up being the guy that Seth Rogen played in the movie. I can't remember his name, but he was the one who actually... Wozniak? Wozniak, yeah. I'm going to end up being Wozniak. <laughs> What's wrong? What's wrong with being Wozniak? Every company needs a Wozniak. Yeah, well, is he rich? Yeah, is Wozniak rich? He's alive. Okay, then that's fine. He's still alive. So. <laughs> He's still alive. So. We joke, right? But my my wife genuinely thinks that um, she keeps forgetting whether Steve Jobs is alive or Bill Gates is alive. She just mixes oh, really? them up. Yeah. So every time I mention one of them, she's like, "So that's the one that's dead, right?" I'm like, "No, it's the other one." Yeah. <laughs> it's literally all the time. Gosh. It is pretty confusing because the Bill Gates has the Bill Gates and Melinda Gates Foundation, so you would yeah. think that it might be because he's dead. It sounds but like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people hate Bill Gates now, man. How the world has changed, huh? Do they? Yeah, people like him, think he's the one who like, introduced coronavirus to the world. You know. Yeah. Uh... All these conspiracy oh. theories. Yeah, I, I bet Bill wishes he was in Steve's position now. <laughs> he just walks past Steve's grave. Oh, look at him. No conspiracy theories about Steve, you know? Are you are you a PC user or a Mac user, John? I'm a Mac user. Yeah. Yes. That's it's just, they just last so much longer. That's yeah. the thing. They do. They just do. Yeah. So 
happy. I agree with that. I um, I'm gonna be honest though, because I had a MacBook Pro, the first one I had, and it lasted for six years. And then I got a MacBook Air, like the cheapest, most basic one, because I couldn't afford anything more. Um, and it was so bad that I think I intentionally treated it poorly so that it would break earlier, so I could get a new MacBook Pro as soon as possible. Fair enough. And that's what happened. Like it lasted like three years, which is like too short of a lifetime for a Mac computer. Um, but yeah. now I have a new Mac. <laughs> yeah. <Good>. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I just, yeah. John, but, John knows about your new computer. He listens to every episode of the podcast. Yeah. Do you really? I genuinely have listened to all of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I listen to it so much that I sing that song now every time I just want to talk to my wife and mention something funny. <laughs> oh, she says my something God. Good, I'm like, I'll just be like, you make me feel special. And then she'll be like... What are you doing? And I'm like, you don't listen to the podcast. You don't understand, okay? It's like, it's really funny on the podcast. You've got to listen to the podcast. Please apologize she... to your wife on my behalf for what Nigel has I will. done to you. I will. No. no, she'll listen to it now and then she'll get it. Show your wife the full song. <laughs> it's a song by Twice. Okay. You know, yeah. I haven't heard the full song, so I don't know what it sounds like. Probably it's too. great. Okay. Yeah, play it to her. <laughs> play this to her too. Kenny it's the worst. G. It's actually the worst. It's so not bad. Kenny G, Evelyn. It's, so it's Careless well, yes Whisper. Yes, it is, isn't it? No, it, it's some random. Nobody knows who play, it played that. It is Kenny G. That's it is? Kenny it's G. Kenny G. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's I him on the like, soprano saxophone. Yeah, yeah, but was he the one playing it in that song? Yeah, he's a saxophone player, right? But that's not I'm, a Kenny about... G song. So, so you took that from a different song? Is it song? not? No, it's, it's, it's from Careless, Careless Whisper. I assume it's just some studio oh. musician. Well, we can oh. find out. <laughs> yeah. We're getting too much into the weeds now, people. Yeah. Just play it before you have sex tonight. <laughs> Are you trying to like create uh. some kind of like in quarantine, rice to meet you babies? Like people, yeah. <laughs> people having sex to the rice to meet you podcast? Oh, please. Oh, Nigel. Listeners, if you have sex to us, please, please record it and send it no. to me. I just don't think it's the right mood, though. Like, yeah. this is <laughs> not the right podcast. To be fair, no podcast is the right podcast for that sort of thing. What, you mean oh. my sultry voice is not good enough for nah. sex time? People, I don't think I describe would... your voice as sultry, man. No. <laughs> Why'd you describe my voice as? it with your harsh voice, Nigel. <laughs> You're just complaining about Wagamamas in the yeah. background. Yeah, like, she called it harsh, isn't it? Yeah. Harsh is one way of describing it. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I, I want to get to our voice. guest today, because it's very exciting. You're like the first... John, you're an academic. Yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like uh, the first academic we've had on the podcast, which is like, you're the first, I feel, proper Asian kid that's made their parents proud by becoming something oh, like so an funny. academic. Yeah, ish, ish. I mean, my my, because I'm on a master's course now, and that's not actually an academic course. It's a it's a performance course, so uh... it's quite an interesting mix. My undergrad was super academic, but currently I'm doing something actually very very practical. So I'm performing all the time. So it's quite different. 
So what, yeah. what do you perform? I'm a, I'm a singer, so I'm training to be an opera singer at the moment. So nice. I'm at the Royal College of Music. It's, it's a great place to study opera. It's um, one of the best. Anywhere, when I was doing my undergrad, I was doing an academic degree in music. So it was specifically just history and analysis and all of that stuff. Now I'm doing performances and we're basically learning how to sing. Wow. Opera. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you choose a dead art form? To be honest, I'm not even sure I love opera as itself. I just, I like to sing, like lots of people. Yeah, you you just do karaoke like the rest (laughs) of us. You don't go to university for a degree. Are you like, are you like Nigel? He's super serious about karaoke. Like I did karaoke (laughs) with him once. And he was like, "Um, excuse me, could you turn up the reverb? Uh, I can't hear myself. Uh, And he got so mad because he was like, I can't hear myself. I'm singing off key. Oh, this sucks. It's true, John, right? So serious about karaoke. You have to be able to hear yourself. You do. That's true. Exactly. You've got to be able to hear yourself. The pro um, singer agrees with me, yeah. Evelyn. <laughs> he's a pro singer. He's not a, he's not a karaoke enthusiast. <laughs> I've only been to karaoke like maybe twice in my life. What? Not something I've done. Yeah, it's just not something I've done a lot. I mean, one of the things is that like growing up singing, I was just like a really bad singer. I wasn't a good singer. Part of what got me into it was that I wanted to learn how to do it. Because I think there's this idea that like singing is something you either can do or can't do. And... Some people, you know, granted, are like really natural singers. So, you you know, they, they have pretty good technique without being taught. But I have learned and also realized that anyone can sing and you just have to be taught, basically. Because it's all physical. It's all a physiological thing. Um, it's just like learning how to swim or learning any other instrument. The only difficulty is you can't see the instrument very yeah, well. Yeah, but, <laughs> but then you chose the worst type of singing. <laughs> Opera. <laughs> Wait, Ed Sheeran's song's not good enough for you? You gotta sing, what, what's the, like, Carmen? <laughs> well, no, I, <laughs> no, sorry, go ahead. Ed, oh, no, but Ed Sheeran, he actually collaborated with Andrea Pocelli. Yeah, and he, he did a collaboration <laughs> on Perfect. Let's give, put it this way. Andrea Bocelli is not really an opera singer. Andrea Bocelli <laughs> sings pop songs in an operatic voice. He's, yeah, all right. actually, yeah. To be fair, no, yeah, he's, he's quite divisive, right? But I think he is, I think he's got this, he's got the, the opera training, really. He's yes, got the he, right he got of, the opera training yeah. and then dumped it to <laughs> make money, to chase no, fame. No, no, no. But I also think, right, I think it's hard for him to be an opera singer because he can't see. Like, how do you navigate, oh. like, massive sets and stuff? Like, you're just going to fall into a hole or run into the orchestra pit and injure yourself. <laughs> Like, it's just not possible. And the worst thing is opera costumes are also, like, they're often really heavy and full of random, like, props and stuff. He's going to stab himself or get stabbed by someone else. Like, it's just not safe. I love, John, I love that you're making fun of Andrea Bocelli because he's blind. (laughs) People know that's not what I mean. But I, no, but see, that's why he's not, he's not doing opera full time, I think. He just can't, I mean, I don't see how it's possible. Quote from this episode. Nice. Uh, opera student John Lee says, you can't sing opera if you're blind. Yeah, that's why Stevie Wonder sings what he sings. <laughs> oh. Superstition. He doesn't sing yeah. opera. <laughs> oh. All right. Yeah. And you are married to a British woman, right, John? I am. All right. Am. So another, another uh, wrong choice you made in your life. So tell us about that. Very nice. Um, yeah, her name is Paloma. <laughs> okay. Um, which is funny. It's a Spanish name. 
and um, it means it means dove, so you know, quite a pretty name. But yeah, we met at Oxford, where we did our undergrad. Yeah, we're both quite young. That's actually the other sort of random fact. But I'm 26, and she's 24. Why you're 26? So really quite young. Yeah. My God, you look like shit, mate. <laughs> Jesus. He looks fine. fine. I expected to be roasted, man. So that's yeah, I came, I came prepared. I'm older than you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm three years older than you. Evelyn, nice. you, let's be honest here. You look at both of us on the Zoom call. <laughs> you're like, yep, John's the older one. John could be Nigel's oh. dad. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> He's not that. You look good, John. And Thanks. also, Nigel, this is like, you are an after picture right now because do you remember what you looked like before? Uh, I don't. The picture behind I you? I don't. I, what? What? The picture behind that you? That one? <laughs> Like a 40-year-old Malaysian man? No. All right, yes, yes, sure, okay. How old do you think I am? 40. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not the Malaysian uncle here, man. (laughs) Shit. Hey, I'm not a Malaysian uncle anymore. I'm an oppa now. Wow, okay. okay. (laughs) I've grown up my hair. I got the crash landing on you hair. I still think that that means oppa means uh, dad. No, it just no. It means like 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 older brother. You know, it's a flir- flirty way of calling someone. Okay, <laughs> all right. Exactly, John. Okay. Um, how how old were you guys when you got married? Um, so it's been eleven months actually. So last year. Oh, oh wow! So, um, congrats! Yeah, congrats! Thanks. So still go- going well. Yeah. yeah, it's going great. Uh, <laughs> lockdown is one of those things where you you know, I guess first year married lockdown. It's a way to really test it and experience it to the full. And I, it's been really good. I've enjoyed it. She's enjoyed it, I think. It's great. Lockdown's <laughs> great for marriages because you guys can't cheat. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's true. I Where mean, you go? Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> All the brothels are closed. <laughs> you should introduce her to the podcast, though. Yeah, no, I have told her about it, you know. But <laughs> I, think, I think it was one of those things when you're in a, in a cross-cultural relationship. There's the whole like balance of how much do you introduce the person to your culture? Because I think there's a there's a point where it becomes like intimidating and overwhelming. But uh, bef- before that point, it's like a really good thing. I don't know. I think there's a balance to be had. Uh, well, I think you should just turn her into an Asian person. <laughs> you should inculcate them into the superior culture. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the things though I must say about her is that she's actually quite Asian for a white person. Like, oh really? In when what I, way? Yeah, when I first met her, so she's okay. She doesn't do a lot of things uh, that I would say are quite white. She doesn't drink at all, which oh. is actually really rare. She's super clever. She's like, I mean, in Oxford, like everyone was clever, but when I met her, I was like, she's crazy clever. She told me when she did her A levels, she topped the country at history. Wow! And I was just like, whoa! <laughs> she just like went up like thirty percent in like the Asian rankings, you know? But it, but it's but it's history <laughs> in it. It's just yeah. history. You just memorize shit. <laughs> no, but it's all about argument, right? It's not just about having facts. It's about oh, being yeah, able to it's make history sense here of in the UK. History yeah. in Malaysia is just memorizing shit. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it's the worst. Well, that's the thing. Like Asia, Asia doesn't really teach critical thinking. Yeah, I, to be fair, I think that like back in Singapore, there was quite a lot of that in class. I think it depends on your teacher, obviously, and depends on the, on the on the course or which school you're in or whatever. But yeah, I I there was some of it there. That's true, but you're an opera singer. You don't need to critically think. It's a waste on you. Actually, I I would challenge that because in opera singing, I I don't know. I mean, obviously, you guys are both comedians, right? 
But yeah, and, but I think Evelyn does a lot more work in um, like with the TV and stuff. She's written radio. one script. <laughs> no, but she's been in shows. She's been in shows, right? The thing, yeah. the thing about that, I, I, I suppose you, you'll relate to, is that as opera singers, you imagine you're you're trying to play a character, but mm-hmm. you have like no background apart from what's in the script, and maybe a little bit more if it's a story that's well known. But apart from that, you have to like create your own character. You're basically telling your own backstory. You're working out the relationships between the characters, and the layer on top of that is that you're often singing in a language you don't understand. So you've got yeah. to make sense of all of the language stuff first, translate it into English, and then translate it into like commonplace English, English that you speak in your day-to-day life. Otherwise, you can't relate to the character. And then beyond yeah. that, you're thinking, how do all the you know, dynamics work with other characters? How does the music make sense with this stuff? And the worst thing is when like you're doing an aria and you're repeating the same text over and over again, because that's often the way it works in opera. You're saying the same three lines like for 10 minutes. It's like, what's going on? And you just have to critically think, like, what am I saying each time? Because you're saying the yeah. same thing, but you can mean a different thing or you could say it differently um, to create a different effect. So it's, it is so much critical thinking involved, I think, which is something I didn't quite realize before I got into this. But it's actually one of the most fun and interesting things about the craft. Ah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you create like a backstory for your character so that you know why they're making the choices that they're making. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. That's really, really fascinating. And it's so powerful when you pair it with the singing opera. Yeah. Because like, I remember when I went and saw, I saw the Barber of Sevilla. Yeah. And it was so funny. And I didn't expect it to be because it's <laughs> opera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's completely But it was bad. like, it just, completely it was so bad. powerful. What about your wife, John? And let's dive into your background before I talk about her. You're from Singapore yeah, originally? Yeah. When, when did you move to the UK? Just for my undergrad. So four and a half years ago. Wow. Yeah. So great. I lived my whole life there. It's actually really funny. Obviously, this this accent I use with you is the accent I use in the UK. But like, yeah, of course, you want Singapore, people to understand to like, you, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. You can go around people, thinking, hey, how much is this? People just generally don't understand. But yeah. yeah, like back home, I have to switch back. And yeah, there was one summer I remember distinctly just not being able to switch back, and it was horrible. Like I went every single gathering, I just got roasted so badly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. used to speaking like this now. Now I have to put on the put back on exactly. the Malaysian accent. Exactly. And yeah. our syntax is different too. Yeah. You know, like when we Completely. say "where got," you know, what what does that yeah. mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah what like, does that why, mean? Why like that? Yeah. Why like that? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, like, that means like, why? Why is it like that? Yeah, you know, we just drop, just drop words, drop words all the time. Yeah. yeah. But where got? What does where got mean? Uh, like, like someone said, you got. Hey, Evelyn, you got fat, and then Evelyn, you, you say, you say back like, where got get fat? Yeah. It means like, you're denying it. You're denying yeah. it. Oh, it's just I like see, no, no. Yeah. It just means <laughs> how could no. it? How could it be? <laughs> yeah. Where got fat? Yeah. <laughs> I not fat what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not not that fat one. <laughs> just a little bit fat one. Yeah. <laughs> a pui. Just a big pui. Yeah. <laughs> Do you use that? I don't know. Yeah, tampo, tampo. Ah, tampo pui. <laughs> Sorry, Evelyn's super lost now. Oh, now we're playing it. Tampo is like Hokkien oh. for like a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Ah. So that would be a conversation you have if you have you see yeah. your friend and they gained weight. You're like, hey, you got yeah. fat. Like, Where I got fat? Tampo, tampo la. You know, a little bit. <laughs> oh, is it like this in Singapore, John? I I don't know. I mean, that sometimes it comes into play when I like when I go home. My, like my my relatives will be like, oh, you got fat, like the sort of thing. 
which yeah. you know may or may not be true, but like it, yeah, it does come back. I also do think that there's a lot of that in school. I think, but I think kids uh. everywhere are mean. I don't think that's a necessarily an Asian thing or a Singaporean thing. Um, but things but are changing, I th- though. I think I do think that with like the younger generation, people are starting to realize that there's a, there's a line and we shouldn't cross that line. But that's yeah. really interesting because that's the thing. That's how it was in um, here in the West, at least. Like the anti-bullying thing mm. um, all happened during the '90s or when I was growing up. Like we would have in school, we would have like an emotion circle or like wow. feelings circle every at the end of every week. Uh, where we would talk about our feelings, and if anybody did something, they would have to, like, we would have to confront them, and then they would say, you know, like, stuff like that. But, like, so that's happening in Asia now. Wow. Really? That's actually great. Or, Emotion I mean, circles? Yeah, we have that. That sounds like a terrible idea to breed weak people. <laughs> <laughs> that's really bad. It, 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 it tells you to, oh, you don't really have to solve your problems. Just talk about how you feel. <laughs> no, no. But the thing I the thing I'm realizing though is like it takes a lot of courage, right, to like tell someone that yeah. I'm not happy with you. It also takes a lot of really courage hard. to punch someone back when they punch you. <laughs> and the that that what, method what actually solves saying? the problem. <laughs> if I get punched and then I go into the emotion oh. circle, I got punched today, people, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, that's so bad. I feel so sorry for you." Compare that to I got punched today and then I go learn Taekwondo and then the next day I take him down. Oh my god! Right, <laughs> both are different ways of exp- expressing your dissatisfaction, but one solves the problem. I, I feel so bad for your f- future children, <laughs> Dad. Somebody's being uh, mean to me at school. Well, this is what you do. We are going <laughs> to sign you up for Taekwondo lessons, and then you're going to come back. And you're going to Bruce Lee him. Yeah, <laughs> kick him, kick the shit out of him. Oh. Like, you agree? You you agreed with it. When huh? Sindhu talked about this on the podcast, I was podcast. literally thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Evelyn is just like a like. Oh man, you you just suck up to whatever the guest is saying. <laughs> but when Sindhu said the exact same thing I was saying, you're like, yeah, yeah, Sindhu, yeah. That's how you should teach kids. <laughs> I can't remember what she was saying, but I was probably agreeing with her because it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> She was saying the exact thing, like her her kid got punched in the got got, got into a fight, and then Sindhu's oh, like, yeah. "Hey, fight him back!" And when the headmaster calls you into his office, I will be there. I will have your back. That's what she said. Well, I'm gonna be versatile now because I'm gonna preach emotional vulnerability because I think that's brave. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you think, fighting? John? Yeah, no, I agree. Where do you I stand think, on this? I think it's. Like, it's really interesting. It's really interesting with Sindhu's kid, right? Because he ended up doing the nice thing, right? I, if I yeah. remember correctly, that's what he did. And yeah, I mean, you know, that's good. Yeah, I, that's why Sindhu's kid is a nobody and Sindhu V is super successful. I think John is feeling awkward now because he's, he's sensing that we're having a domestic. <laughs> People love it when we disagree. We're having an actual domestic, but yeah. we're sort of covering it it's up fine. as like a funny it's chat. It's part of the it's, it's part of the podcast, right? It's yeah. Like a, yeah, it's like a look into your relationship as much as it is. you can't really have domestic <laughs> violence over Zoom anyway. What am I gonna do? Hit my Nobody camera? Nobody said violence, Nigel. Nobody said violence. <laughs> You're just gonna drop it there. It's gonna turn into abuse and other things very soon. <laughs> it's just it's getting like it more and more. Yeah. 
I thought you said domestic. It just I, when I hear the word domestic, the next word that comes to mind is violence. I wonder why that is. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I feel like when, in <laughs> when else do you use the word domestic? Help. When us? do you use? A, oh, I went to get a domestic <laughs> yesterday. Nobody says that. <laughs> no, but domestic. When you have a domestic in public, that's like an English expression. It's like, oh, they're having a fight um, oh, in public. See, I didn't know that. So yeah, with the if it's a couple, they're like, oh, okay, don't have a domestic like in the supermarket or whatever. Yeah. Okay, John. So uh, <laughs> learn something new. <laughs> that's did great. You move to the. <laughs> um, what made you decide to get married so young? Well. Lots of things. Well, okay. Both of us are Christians. We we both have quite a strong faith and belief. And when we met each other, I think because the most important thing to us both was how much we cared about our faith, our relationship with God, and with each other. Yeah, it just sort of fell into place. It made sense at the time. Still does. I think it was it was a case of realizing that both of us really wanted this like for the long haul. And also the other thing was I, I'm on a scholarship from the government of Singapore. Oh. So. I'd always known that after I finished my studies, I'd go back to Singapore. So, uh-huh. you know, when when we first met, there was this whole like I had to tell her that really soon. Right, I didn't want to like spend <laughs> spend a long time with her and then say, oh, by the way, I've got to do this, and she's got to decide. So yeah, I told the her, ultimate fuckboy move. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. it's not me; it's my government. <laughs> Sorry, I, yeah, I can't help it. So you've got to come with. Yeah, so I told her, well, I don't know, one or two weeks into getting to know her properly. Yeah, and then we sort of decided, you know, let's let's see if it works. And if we really believe in it, then then God's got a plan for us and we'll make it work. We want to spend time with each other. And when we knew that already. Because I think one of the things is, in today's culture, there's this idea of like lots and lots of options. We want to keep the options open. And I think with dating and stuff like that, there's this mentality that you freak out. It's like, oh, but if I decide on one, like I've got, you know, what about the other like options? Both of us realized very soon that that wasn't the mindset that we wanted. And yeah. It just meant that we were like, you know what? We both want to marry each other and we're going to commit to that. And that's it. And I genuinely think it's it was the best decision I've ever made. Like, we're the happiest Aww. because of that. Aww. Without like that sense of commitment, like I don't see how marriages work. That's yeah, so I sweet. used to think the same and then she left. <laughs> oh, Nigel. <laughs> so good luck. It's beautiful now. Yeah. <laughs> just wait. One day you come back and all the oh. pictures on the wall are gone. <laughs> And she took the Le Creuset. Wow. To be fair, we don't have a Le Creuset, although, although it would be nice. Yeah, <laughs> get it. They're so expensive. They're, They're so really expensive. expensive. Uh, yeah, yeah, I own expensive things. So expensive. Duh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> Was <laughs> it yeah, a wedding no. gift? No, we bought it. <laughs> Not everything expensive needs to be a wedding gift, Evelyn. <laughs> no, but Le Creuset is like usually a gift at a wedding. Oh no, my parents are not going to give me a La Cruz. My Asian parents, we just do money. <laughs> they'll buy just you a money. walk. That's true. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll buy you a Le Cruz walk. Yeah. <laughs> a bright just orange walk. <laughs> like we got it custom made for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. UFO, like massive yeah. walk. <laughs> attach it's, a handle to a La Cruz. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they bought like a five pound walk and then they attached a Le Cruz to the end. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that's great though. I'm glad yeah. you found. I'm glad you found. Uh, I'm glad you found your person. Did you meet in church? You hit on her in church. No, actually, <laughs> Sit no. Next to her on the pews. No. We we went to different churches. So I actually didn't meet her in church, but we met in the Christian Union, which was like a bunch of. It was a student organization. Um, yeah. So no, but kind of yes. That's great. I should join a religious group group now. <laughs> to hit on women. Just meet to new date. women. It's better than Tinder. 
Oh my god. You know, you Nigel. meet the person, you know you have something in common. Oh man. God. <laughs> god is great, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Let's get coffee sometime. Oh wow. <laughs> Once they ask you like any more than five questions about God, you'll just be like, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> You'd become a cult leader. You'd be like, yeah. yeah, God told me you have to sleep with me because oh, no. I'm the prophet and uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, this is my uh, salvation to you. My penis gosh. is my salvation. Horrible. That's what happened with um, Nexium, right? Do you guys hear about this? There was a podcast what was Nexium? It was like oh. this. It was basically a, a, an organization of like self improvement and stuff. But it basically became that, and it was <gasps> horrible. Wait, yeah. was this the one with all the Hollywood actresses? And I don't. Then know. they had they like branded each other and yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. There was a those. It was the thing where they branded each other. It was horrible. Like yeah, I'm writing yeah. all this down. These horrible. seems like great. These seem like great ideas. Oh. A, <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing it down. See, branding. <laughs> Oh gosh! What is it? What is your brand gonna say, Nigel? I don't know. Just rice to meet you or something. <laughs> no, do not, do not drag rice to meet you through the mud for your for your sexual pursuits. Join horrible. the rice to meet you cult. Oh my gosh! It's so bad. We're all about rice and sex. <laughs> okay. Oh dear. <laughs> I know that I'm going to get dragged into the somehow. Like, there's a documentary on um, what happened to Waco. And the lady, because what was it? It was the guru. And then he had, like, an assistant that did everything, did all the dirty work. I'm going to become that assistant for yeah. you. <laughs> You'll be sourcing uh, people in the, for the pipeline, you know? Yeah. You'll be sourcing the, the vulnerable people. The Asians in the UK who are just lost and directionless. Asians in the UK oh. that are lost and yeah. directionless. So you just tell them, hey, we can be your support group. And then they, they will lean on you. And then before they know it, bam, they're in the cult. Oh, dear. Th- wow. All thanks to Evelyn. Evelyn has a very persuasive nature, you know? Don't don't look at her thinking like, oh, she can't achieve anything. But she actually <laughs> is very persuasive. Every time she does the pre-roll for our Patreon, every time she does our Patreon uh, plugs, <laughs> we get a lot more patrons than when I do the plugs. Because the I'm just yelling at them to join, whereas Evelyn just kind of coaxes them. That's true. Yeah. I think this is something you've made up. I don't see any difference. No, I see. I get the data. I get the oh. data. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Patreon, oh, we gosh. got a Patreon, people. <laughs> Patreon is our cult, isn't it? Yes. Join our cult if you want to. Join our Patreon if you want to join our cult. And in this bonus episode. We will chop up the part where Evelyn and I have a domestic. <laughs> we have an argument on this podcast about body image issues. And this will be the bonus material. Should we do a bonus episode where we, we talk about that? Yeah, let's do it. Why not? <laughs> I feel like we've covered it so much. Yeah. yeah. Oh. No, the thing is, though, like, because we know it's a persona, right? Nigel's not actually Nigel. So I'm really curious to see, like, if you do that. If you it's do that, not that bonus much episode. of a persona. Really? Hey. <laughs> Just a little bit it's different. Not... What? A little bit different. <laughs> it's a character I play. I'm Maybe a that's your mind game. You're convincing oh us that that's God. your character, but it's actually yourself. No, but yeah. I'd be curious to see how different. Because I feel like with a topic like that, after a while, he's got to become himself. He's just got to be himself, isn't it? You can't put on the persona talking about that stuff for like three hours. 
<laughs> Try me. <laughs> is, a, is this a challenge? I'm a social justice warrior, people. <laughs> I'm so liberal and woke. Swinging the flag back and yeah. forth. Yeah. Um, and, and when you say you're an opera singer, and then you want to go back to Singapore, wow, I'm sure there's a big <laughs> opera scene there. That's why I know Singapore for its massive opera yeah. scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm actually going back to be a teacher, so oh. I'm not going to be an opera singer. Um, Are you going to be an opera singer teacher, though? <laughs> I will be, I'm the, I'll just be teaching in schools. Like, not opera singing? No. No, as your I, as your life progressed, John, it got a lot less, more less and less impressive. Like yeah. Singaporean scholarship, <laughs> amazing, and then opera, okay, and then teacher, oh no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, what what, what kind of twenty six years like, old? I'll be I'll be teaching in like secondary schools and stuff, um, and teaching music. Yeah, uh, but that, so nice. that was no, but that was always the plan. So I took the scholarship from the government, and they sent me to the UK, and. I will go back and work for them. And that was always the, yeah, the plan for me. So yeah, I'm actually really excited about it and uh, looking forward to it because I mean, I had a good time in school and I had good teachers and bad teachers and I'm curious to see what sort of teacher I'll be. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, it'll be, it'll be Let fun. us know, let us yeah. know. <laughs> I think I'm going to ask my students to be honest. Nigel, I regret all my decisions. <laughs> She left me and took uh, the La Cruze. <laughs> you were true. You were you were speaking truth. The prophecy came true. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. But no, it'll and be, it'll what be about cool. your wife? What is she going to do in Singapore? So she actually has a transfer with her job here to the, the Singapore office. So she'll be wow. fine. Wow. Yeah. So what she works she for work? consultancy, works in technology and consultancy work. And she really enjoys her job, which is cool. Oh, She's wow. rich. She, she, you'll she be will able be to rich. live off her salary <laughs> in Singapore. Uh, yeah, yeah. Expats well, make a lot, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's actually don't really even bother now. working, John. Just just mooch <laughs> off her. Take care no. of the kids. No, but you see, actually, like being in lockdown, if you're not working, it gets so boring. I think. Like, yeah, it's just... gotta get a PlayStation. <laughs> Do you have a PlayStation, John? I still have class, which is kind of crazy. Like learning, singing, and doing all this stuff online is pretty insane do you sing to your computer yeah like i have singing lessons on on zoom oh. um, which is very interesting yeah does it not annoy your wife and neighbors if it, I think it does <laughs> you know what i have so i have we very very oddly for london we know our neighbors upstairs and downstairs like quite decently well sometimes we meet them you know outside or whatever often be like oh you know i really enjoyed your singing that day like you're doing this thing and i genuinely can't tell if they're being passive aggressive or if they really like it <laughs> like sometimes i'm just like are you telling me to stop like i don't know <laughs> but yeah it's one of those things like yeah you just have to be as considerate as possible like i try not to sing especially with my wife as well trying to do it when she's not on calls yeah. but then apparently her co-workers like it she was like you should sing more because they really like the background music <laughs> so you should you know, come in and fair. zoom bomb her like yeah. when she's on a call you should just come in like full phantom of the opera yeah. and start yeah. singing yeah properly go for it the thing is i have a friend who was saying that he has a neighbor who will mimic their singing so when they're singing like proper opera someone next door will be really rude and be like mimicking it and <laughs> which, which is something nigel would do. that's not something i would do but yeah but but it's just like really bad for them because he can't have a proper lesson. Like if he's trying to re really work on stuff seriously with the teacher, it's really bad. So 
Yeah, people, they, they kind of difficult neighbors. And I think they were trying to leave notes under the door to be like, um, look, I, you know, this is very difficult for us. Could we please chat about it or something? But they, they just haven't responded and it's quite bad. Yeah, so. you know what would help in this situation? An emotion no. circle. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. an emotion circle would help. It actually would. No, it generally would. They could go, yeah. we... Um, you've been, we've heard you mocking our singing and it makes us feel like we are being mocked. <laughs> okay. I'll play the part of the neighbor. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's your problem. But also, we're all having a difficult time in lockdown and we want to be respectful neighbors, but this is our career. I'm a singer. And so I have to sing and I would really appreciate it if you... If you have an issue with it, you would come and talk to us about it instead of... Uh, change careers of move. <laughs> Emotion circle over. I'm busy. <laughs> I'm just going to go oh, and learn gosh. some Taekwondo. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> yes. Oh, shit, really? Oh, no. Okay, I'll be respectful of you. I'm so scared. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and scene yes nice. thank you Bit welcome to Nigel's there. therapy <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna work through some issues oh yeah mm. but so are you like a tenor or a alto I don't know baritone I'm a bass baritone yeah. bass oh. wow that's a deep voice that's give us really a few lines give us a few lines John <laughs> you knew this was coming yeah no I didn't what? <laughs> okay, fine. Hold on, I'll, I'll be a bit further. Otherwise, I'll peek in the mic. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Hold on. It's very hard when you've been talking because, like, yeah. It, it's Stop with the excuses, different. please. No excuses. Oh, fine. Vitore sanung demrung dekt di. Sing this in an opera. You make me <laughs> Can you sing it in an operatic style, please? You make me feel special. Yeah, sing it in an operatic style. <laughs> no, it's so horrible. What? No, it's gonna be great. <laughs> it's a great. I think we should do this like K-pop opera. K-pop you turn every opera. K-pop song into <laughs> opera style. K-popera, you know. K-popera. <laughs> wow. Come on, let's do it. You make me feel special. Do it. Do it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you don't have to do it, John. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> we can't always give Nigel what he wants. He's too used to that. Exactly. What? I never exactly. get what I want. <laughs> wow. And the Singaporean government is cool with you learning how to sing on their dime? <laughs> well, I'm not actually on the scholarship now. So they... They paid for my undergrad and then let me do my postgrad on my own. Because they, to be fair, I honestly think it's super relevant. Like, music teachers should know how to sing or should have an understanding of singing. Like, and not every single music teacher in the teaching force has to do that. But you, it's good to have some. Like, and singing is such a, such a natural thing for human beings to do. Like, cultures all over the world throughout yeah. all time have sung. Yeah. So they, they, they're cool with it. <laughs> Um, to an extent but yeah they, they know what I'm doing and everything so cool I want to ask about uh, being married to a British person yeah 
Yeah, what's that like? What's the deal? What's the deal? What are deal? the worst parts? What are the worst parts of being married <coughs> to a British person? Um, kind of a question. I wouldn't. <laughs> you know, there were, I don't think there are there are worse parts. There are things that are definitely more difficult or more complicated yeah, than it that's would. That's what be. I mean. That's what that's I mean. That's what you mean. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Language. <laughs> um, the, <laughs> there's. I'm not known for my tact. You know, <laughs> no. nobody listens to Nigel Ung for his tact. Uh, yeah. They want you my know, brash and abrasiveness. It was really funny just now when we were talking about your tone, Nigel, because opera singers have to travel a long way. So we talk a lot about squillo, like this thing of like having a lot of brightness in your sound so that it travels a long way. And you have quite a lot of natural squillo in your voice. Yeah, it's twang. Yeah, twang, you know? exactly. But in opera, you also have to say you need the twang, but you also need like the volume and the space behind that. Otherwise, it just sounds like really nasal. So not to say that oh, so you that's are. me. That's me. <laughs> yeah, squealo. No. I thought you were meaning like you sound squeaky. <laughs> what I'm hearing from that is John thinks I could be a naturally gifted opera singer, Evelyn. <laughs> Who knows? No, actually, genuinely, I think, I think both of you could give it a shot. Why not? Yeah. You know? And like, well, you- if I learn how to sing, I'll probably take some kind of like more contemporary like style singing, of singing yeah, like pop yeah, singing enough. yeah fair enough and you know what it's great I think anyone should yeah I want to get late John <laughs> I don't want to go to karaoke and be like yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Andrea Bocelli gets laid <laughs> he's blind though how right oh Nigel Nigel a bit too much you think Andrea can't take it oh, yeah. <laughs> Andrea Bocelli with his five mansions can't take a joke Andrea Bocelli. Yeah, and Andrea no, Bocelli. Can. <laughs> can't take a joke from lowly comedian Nigel Ung on his podcast. <sighs> oh, Leave it gosh, on so wow. someone sends this to Andrea and then Andrea <laughs> listens to the Rise to Meet You podcast. All right, tell us, John, about the difficult parts of being married to a yeah, British sorry, person. Yeah, no, we, we went way off topic there with all of this. No, we like, we like the off topic. It's where the fun comes in. Um, yeah, I think... Difficult things include thinking about like where we're gonna you know be for the long term and being near to family. I think that's a big one. And then like sometimes it's just random things. Like food is one, to be honest. Like because ah. um, we have different, quite different preferences, different upbringings with food. Yeah, like I love rice, obviously. Like just yeah, all day all night. Like have like, to. Yeah. But but then her upbringing is quite different. I think she's used to like obviously Western food, but also she doesn't have the desire to try new foods. Like it's not something that's. That's her, like, number one love. Whereas Asian mm. people, like, express love by food. Like, trying new foods is, like, the thing you do. You go you go to travel, it's like, you want to eat first. Like, yeah, I'll see the Eiffel Tower later, but let's go to this, like, boulangerie or something to, like, get some pastries, right? So that's, so I think that's, that's quite different. And the way we plan food has to, like, work for both of us as a result. So it's quite an interesting mm. process thinking, like, okay, how do we plan food for this week so that both of us have, like, what we want and... You know, that sort of thing. Walk us through. Like, give me the like the conversation you had this week. Oh, you know, actually yesterday was quite interesting. So she was planning to make like a pasta thing for dinner, which is nice. But I had this sudden massive craving for like luro fun. Oh, luro fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Like braised meat. Braised meat with rice. So I was like, hey, uh, I know you're planning to make a pasta tonight, but I really, really want to eat this thing. And she was really nice. So she actually said, yeah, you know, if you really want to eat that, go ahead. I will. Let's, let's have it together. But we didn't have the meat in the house, right? So she said, you know what? Because she had some free time to work and she said, I'll, I'll go buy the meat for you. So she actually went all the way to Asda, bought the meat home for me and then I made it, which was really sweet. That's so, yeah. so sweet. Aww, that's cute. So it's, it's been good. It's been a good process. Because you guys are respectful and caring. That's really sweet. Yeah. That's why you're still together. <laughs> I was yeah. thinking how I would handle that conversation. 
Yeah. <laughs> if I rec- if I my if my ex ex wife was like, oh, I want to make pasta, I'm like, no, they're having this. <laughs> pasta sucks. Or you have your pasta, I will go to a restaurant, and I'll see you back here at nine thirty wow. for sex. <laughs> no, so, that, that never so happened. So demanding. So that demanding. never happened. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I would work with her. I would work with her. I say that, but that's nice. So yeah. of course you prefer your food, right? Because like British food, let let's face it, they're not known for their food. <laughs> no, but to be fair, it's a mix. I think like there are things that she makes that I've come to really really like, just because it's something that she loves. Like and, what? Well, like she makes a really nice lasagna, for example. Oh. So that's like something I look forward to. Um, but yeah, all sorts of things. Like I guess it's it's the thing about food. I think is that it's so much about memory and about yeah. your relationship with it as well. It's not just like what you're eating. And I think. When I associate the food with her, it's different. So that's, that's true. Definitely that's a part why... of it as well. Aww. We've all seen Ratatouille. Oh. <laughs> well, let me say this: if you ever break up, lasagna will be ruined for you. <laughs> You'll never be able to have lasagna ever again without crying into the sheets. Are you saying that from experience, Nigel? What's your lasagna? Uh, maybe, maybe I can't eat casseroles anymore. Maybe casseroles yeah. bring a tear to my eye. But that's okay. just because she took the Le Creuset. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you got to make it in your cheap Amazon Basic casserole. Yeah. <laughs> Amazon Basics is the worst <laughs> insult ever. Like, where'd you get this from? Amazon Basics? Amazon ba- yeah. yeah, it was even on Prime. Like, I got it in a day. <laughs> I wanted to make it tomorrow. I just ordered it today. It came. <laughs> oh, nice. Ugh, Amazon oh, Basics. Amazon Basic. Yeah. Well, I, I get know. a lot of Amazon Basic stuff, but I don't tell people. <laughs> it's Amazon Basic. Yeah. I so tell you, them Apple Store. <laughs> you buy the black Amazon Basic thing. You spray it white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the nice. worst thing you want to be known as is you look like a guy who would get stuff from Amazon <laughs> Basics. Yeah. You know that is the worst insult. That's worse than yeah. shopping at Primark, Poundland, <laughs> Little combined. Wow. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Like with Primark, <laughs> you're worried that they, you know, that that it was little kids who made all of the things in China. That's fine. I don't care if it's a little kid. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we need to instill work ethic into children from a young age. Okay. <laughs> it's because Nigel was meant to be one of those kids, but he got out, so he buys it to remind himself how far he's come <laughs> from that. <laughs> Yes. I still keep in touch with them. I still write letters. Dear John, how's the factory life? You know? (laughs) I hope you're wounded. I hope when you lost your thumb in the accident, uh, you've got to replace with a new bionic thumb now. So you can make Uh, my clothes faster. Yes. Wow. Uh, well, lasagna, that's not very nice of you. And I'm glad you see eye to eye now on the food part. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yes, that, that is difficult. You know, I, I've been through that that shit. You know, it's difficult. Sometimes she didn't like Asian food. And that's terrible. And you take it personally as well, right? Because it's so yeah, much you like, part do. of your identity. Yeah, yeah, because our food is better. Yeah. Like, so you are wrong. <laughs> it's so hard to be in love with someone who's wrong all the time. Oh uh, yeah, we see why... Why you guys broke up, <laughs> Nigel? You know, I, it reminds me recently I was watching this show called Paul Hollywood Eats Japan. I don't know if you guys seen it, but um, oh no, but I know who he is. It was, yeah, it was really because he's the Bake Off guy, right? 
But it was just really interesting because he was traveling around Japan eating food. And one of the things that shocked me was that he was very shocked when he saw a Japanese bakery make good bread. Like in his mind, anywhere outside of the West, people don't make bread well. And I was just like, that's so bad. Like anyone can just grow a recipe and make scones better than you. Like that's yeah. not like that, Even, that's not something you should be you know shocked by today. You know why he so thinks weird. that? Because he's racist. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he thinks that. Yeah, even Evelyn makes uh, great bread. Yeah, <laughs> you know? That's good. Yeah, despite this, <laughs> it's really easy to make bread, though. It's like, it's literally uh, three ingredients or four ingredients. Yeah, it's like yeast, it's flour, water, salt. All you need. Exactly. That's great. Oh, Evelyn put the rice oh. and sticker on her phone. I Yay! Ah. <laughs> uh, that is my favorite thing That's Evelyn's nice. done That's in good. our entire career of working together. <laughs> You know, I've always been wanting to ask, what is, what's the logo supposed to be? It's a wok. It's, it's a, a wok. Well, it's a hot pot. Oh, you both just disagreed. Oops. All right, it's a hot pot. Sure, it's, it's a, a hot, hot pot. pot. Okay. Yeah. Who cares? Just buy it, John. No, it looks like someone who's wearing headphones from the top. Oh, oh, that doesn't matter. It has I've always thought, money. is it that? That's quite like, clever if it is. Like somebody who's bald. Yeah, someone who's wearing bald, headphones. An Asian uncle who's bald. And we can say that that is, it's the top of an Asian uncle's head that's yeah. wearing head. Or <laughs> an Asian uncle with a bowl on his head. That could work. I, I think fewer people will want to buy that. That's if we true. just say it's hot pot, more people would buy that. That's true. That <laughs> so do it, John. Go buy stickers or become a rice emperor and we send it out to you immediately for free. I like I like your relationship, John, because it's Asian male, white female. The, the more unusual yeah. coupling. We have talked about that. Whenever she sees a couple that's like the same way around as us, she's very excited. Because it's, yeah, it's, it's quite rare, I suppose. Try um, to enjoy, does she try to organize an orgy between the four of you? That's, <laughs> that's an orgy I would get behind. Asian what? male, white female, double date Horrible. orgy. Oh, that's the Nigel. only orgy I'll participate in. Nigel, it's just, I mean, why? Do... <laughs> why even talk? Why even it's a funny idea, in? right? <laughs> there. <laughs> John's a nice, wholesome, married uh, man. Married people have orgies too, Evelyn. You don't know what John's into. <laughs> I mean, you can I be into like God he's... and orgies. Oh, God I, I, and I, orgies. I don't think I would be controversial to say that. It's sort of incompatible. <laughs> yeah, really? Exactly. What? God says no no orgies allowed? John 3.16? Is that... <laughs> well, definitely not John 3.16, but... Yeah. <laughs> oh, he knows the Bible. He wow. knows the Bible. Okay, which verse has no My orgies crap. allowed? Thou shall not orgieth. <laughs> which 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 verse is that in? Uh, thing is, we don't we don't have to. You know, the Bible is, is to be read in context, isn't it? I think that's one of the things. Yeah. You know, so like with with any any book, right? You read it yeah. in context. So, you know, there might not be that exact word, but the the sentiment is there. Uh, it's it's so interesting how differently it can be interpreted. I guess maybe it's not that unusual, but you know, the fact that it can be interpreted as extreme as, you know, some terrorist interpret yeah, uh, scripture yeah. and then it can be interpreted in the most kindest way uh by like, you know, just nice human beings. Um yeah. it's fascinating. It's it's so fascinating. Definitely. And I, I, I think as well with, with, with faith and religion, sometimes like the religion becomes more important than the faith. Like yeah. with Christianity, 
you know, both Paloma and I believe really strongly that it's about relationship with God. Like that's the fundamental thing. But a lot of people, maybe they start there, but then it becomes about religion. It becomes yeah. about the things that you do. It becomes about the how many times you go to church, like, you know, what sort of music you sing in church or like it becomes about what version of the Bible you read. And it, it ends up being a very legalistic thing. And it becomes, and I think that that's when it, you know, it can just drift into being extreme uh, if yeah. people lose sight of the relationship, isn't it? And I think that's that's a huge, huge thing in in faith. I guess with all sorts of faiths as well. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely, definitely. But yeah, it's like you say, it becomes like a, a moral um, high ground competition. Yeah, yeah. it becomes exactly. a dick swinging contest. <laughs> Basically, right? yes. I go to church five times a week, mate. How much yeah. do you go? Yeah. <laughs> I'm more devout than you are, bitch. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to heaven. Exactly. Yeah, and that's not how it works at all. Really, you 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 don't you don't you don't taunt people with that. No. Oh my god, Nigel, you would be that guy. I, I would so be funny. that guy. <laughs> yeah, I met my wife at church. Where did you meet your wife at a club? <laughs> Boo! You kind yeah. of already are that guy with Asianness. <laughs> <laughs> How Asian what? are you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? You don't have a rice cooker? Oh, you suck. You had pasta today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How could you? You betray your entire race. <laughs> your parents are not proud of you anymore. That sound that does sound like me. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> we know you, Nigel. <laughs> Brown rice? Really? <laughs> kale? Who even eats kale? <laughs> if it's not that special bok toy. <laughs> oh my god. That was very funny, actually. Be the whole... Shang... Was it the Shanghai one? Yeah, Shanghai bok choy. Tiny little bok choy. Hey, you feel the same, right? Why is bok choy so big here? That is true. See? They're just so fat. Like, yeah. there's, not, there's too much water in the bok choy. Right, the bok choy here is so fat. Yeah. It might die... <laughs> I'm just... going to make a shitty joke. It might die of coronavirus because of a pre-existing <laughs> condition, how fat the bok choy is. It's horrible. <laughs> This, uh, the UK and it's obese bok choy. Someone needs to say something. Yeah, yeah. So donate them all to Oddbox. All right, what Ooh. else? I have a list of things that you wrote wrote to me ages ago. <laughs> ages the, ago. By the way, John sent me the longest Instagram DM. It was very long. It was very... It's like you, it, it's like you wrote an essay <laughs> and then chopped it up into ins, four Instagram DMs because Instagram told you it was too long to be pasted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was too long was to be long. pasted. And then yeah. Nigel That's how forwarded, much she adores me. Nigel forwarded <laughs> that to me like like five minutes before we were going to start recording. He was like, hey, by the way, John wrote me this. And I'm like, well, I mean, Nigel, I, I'm not going to be able to read all of this now. I'm just going to have to wing it. So I'll follow funny. your lead. Oh, <laughs> uh, gosh. How does it feel to be an Asian opera singer in a very white profession? I assume it's a pretty white profession because I've never seen that many Asian opera singers. The closest I can think of is Lang Lang, and he's a pianist. <laughs> yeah, he I, the closest I can think of is Yo-Yo Ma. Who is a cellist, yeah. We both have the same problem. For the record, they're both great. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, that's an interesting question because you it it's very... To be fair, opera is quite universal. So there are lots of... Like like my my year at the college, there are maybe twenty five of us or something like that. Um, I'd say maybe 
nearly half of them are Brits, but by virtue of the fact that this is a British um, college. But then the rest are international. So we've got people from like Brazil, Russia, um, where else? Uh, Hong Kong, um, the US. So like all over the place, right? Um, but yeah, there are very few from, I would say very few from like Chinese cultures. So there are a lot of Korean opera singers. That's a huge thing. Oh. Lots and lots of Korean opera singers. And I think it's because you probably, a lot of... You probably don't get any Mongolian opera singers, right? You know, because they're busy doing throat <laughs> singing. <laughs> you say that, right? But there are actually really good Mongolian opera singers. Like really? genuinely really good. There's a, I don't know if you guys know, but there's a competition called Cardiff Singer of the World, which is held in, in Cardiff. Every, I think really? it's, I don't know, every however many of years. But it's one of the most prestigious competitions, singing competitions in the world for opera singers. Oh. And um, if, like, if you win that, or if you even get into like, the final or whatever, you, your career is set, right? But there have been Mongolians getting really far in that competition. So mm. that's pretty cool. Are they like the wow. Kenyans of, you know, running? <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's the Mongolians I, of opera singing. I actually don't know. I mean, I guess the the met- the metaphor is that people are people who are natural singers, right? I yeah. guess natural runners, natural singers. Um, I don't know. I mean, there are a lot of languages that give you a be- that are beneficial to singing oh. because it keeps basically in singing. Like you want your larynx to be low and your soft palate to be high. It's just an internal thing. So what languages? Yeah, French. Chinese so is languages not one of that work. Yeah, Chinese exactly. So Chinese <laughs> is not one of them. Because there is Chinese opera. There is. And, and, and you hear the way they sing. It's exactly. A totally, exactly. It's really shrill. Yeah. And that has to do with it's yeah, a high larynx like, thing. Ninga, ninga. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was gibberish. Oh like, my goodness. I feel like that was the most racist thing that we've yes! done this episode. <laughs> yes. You managed to outrace this vital. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Just, oh, oh my just god. waiting to happen. <laughs> I'm really sorry, everybody. It's okay. It's okay. On behalf of all Chinese opera singers, it's okay. Um, it's but no, good. yeah. The point is, there are languages where where it's it's beneficial. So Italian is the big one for sure, um, because of the way they speak. Uh, English is not a particularly good language as well, to be honest, um, for singing. So yeah, it, it's interesting. So certain languages, and and certain languages as well, like the the way they form vowels and consonants, um, affects the voice in a certain way. So Russians, for example, tend to sound very dark because their natural language is very dark, and then when they sing, they've got a darker tone. And then it's a case of balancing because that's the big thing with with um, classical singing. You're balancing the voice. Um, if you you don't want to sound overly dark or overly bright, and you don't want to artificially make your voice sound a certain way, so if your voice is naturally a certain way, you don't force it to sound darker or force it to sound brighter. It's a really big thing. That's a, yeah. but that makes sense because then Mongolians, because Mongolia was taken over by Russia, so that kind of makes yeah. sense then that they would be good singers. Exactly, and Russia has a has a long tradition of of opera singers, great opera singers. So. I wouldn't be surprised that that's... I like how Evelyn's using all the knowledge she just got yeah. from our previous <laughs> interview with our colleague. And so, Mongolia is uh, colonized by Russia, you know. <laughs> Don't pretend we didn't just learn that this she would, Sunday. She would have come across so well, apart from the fact that I listened to the episode. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew exactly where that came from. <laughs> oh, damn uh, it. No, oh, John. Good. Um, 
Yeah, shout Sorry, out to sorry. Anu for, for yeah, sh- learning me shout that. Out, <laughs> shout yeah. out to Anu. Thank you for uh, teaching Evelyn some facts. <laughs> oh my goodness. That, that reminds me. My, I must say, how I found out about you guys. No. Actually, actually about, about Nigel. Through Pornhub? No. Yes. No, that's not where the story is going. No, through, through my wife. So she went with some colleagues. Oh no, don't say it like that. Don't say it like that. <laughs> I you did were- not... I did not sleep with John's wife. Wow. I didn't even touch her. I did not have sexual relations <laughs> with that woman. The more you say it, it's going to sound worse. She likes pasta. I cannot deal with that. No, no. The point is, she went to watch poi, a poi. show. She went to watch a comedy stand-up thing. Uh, and Nigel was there, performing. Oh, and then she came home yeah. and told me that this Malaysian stand-up comic was really funny. And that was when I was like... And did you say then, bitch, I'm Singaporean. Yeah, We're not yeah, Malaysian. Like, <laughs> you're still getting it mixed up, honey. Yeah. <laughs> Malaysia's a lot bigger. <laughs> we split I'm up sorry. in 65. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry Gosh, for yeah. calling, uh, for no, referring cool. to your lovely it's wife cool. as a bitch. It's cool. It's cool. But no, she, yeah, so she told me about, about Nigel. And that was when I went to search it up. And found oh. the podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, so you, this is thanks you to told her. me about that, and in the end, you saw me at Top Secret. She saw oh. you at Top Secret. Yeah, she, yeah. she saw me. At yeah, top yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's cool. She said you're great. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, stroke the ego once more. Thank you. <laughs> Tell her to listen to the podcast. Tell her to become a patron. <laughs> What's your wife's name? Paloma. Paloma Lee. <laughs> Join our Patreon today, Paloma. Oh my God, we'll John see. wants you to. We'll see. <laughs> John's too lazy to tell you, you about our culture, that, so man. I'm here to do it. This is a rise to meet you podcast. No, she, I have told her, but I think now she will actually listen because I'm on it. So yeah, there oh. we go. There we go. She, listen yeah. to. Yeah. Our recent output has been pretty, really strong, man. The Deb episode, the, the yes. blue Bluetooth device is connected uh, successfully. <laughs> I was listening to that yesterday while doing intervals. And like, it was really hard to run and laugh at the same time. I was just running. Every time I heard device, that was the worst. Device. Device. These are connector. Device. Device. Yeah. Horrible. Oh, oh right. wow. Where did you have your wedding? Like here or in, in Singapore? <laughs> Did you have like a crazy rich Asian wedding? No, no, we're not. He's on rich, scholarship. So. He's not rich, Evelyn. <laughs> John is poor. I don't know. Maybe well. he's just like a, he's a rich person who's very talented, but also very like frugal. So That's true. Is your wife rich, John? Is Paloma loaded? Well, I think we're both quite sort of upper middle class to be fair. What? Yeah. Okay, okay. I take that back. You are rich. Well, okay. Jo- join our Patreon, please. <laughs> join our Patreon. Um, yeah, we had two, so we had two weddings. We had the real and the real sort of first wedding, and then we had a blessing service sort of thing, which was the second wedding. So we did the actual wedding in the UK. Oh. Um, so my wife is from Surrey, which is uh, you, you, Surrey, you, I know Surrey. you know is quite posh, but um, she yeah. she's from that she's from Surrey, and we found this. So we we go we actually go to church there. Obviously not at the moment because oh. we can't. But uh, that that's the church she became a Christian in. So she didn't grow Why up. Why did a you go to church in? You live but, in Battersea and you go to church in Surrey. You're just trying to brag, aren't you? No. <laughs> oh, you go to church. Where do you go? London. Ugh. Riff raff. 
I go to Sony. Riff raff. Riff raff. <laughs> Nobody says that, man. <laughs> you try to sound more British. <laughs> riff raff. <laughs> riff raff. <laughs> I've never heard any British person say that. Uh, All right, sorry. Yeah, you get the it's point. Cool. It's cool. It's cool. Um, yeah. No. So the reason why we do that is because um, so it's it doubles up as a chance to see her family. Which is a good thing, but it also is. So uh, it's it's some it's something we decided together because uh, she had been going to that church since she became a Christian, which was maybe eight or nine years ago, and she and her mom is a church administrator, so she works in the church. So they that's you know very much a part of their lives. And then when I finished my time at Oxford, I then uh, decided to go there on weekends to be with them. Um, because we had to make the decision together, like, do we want to go to the church together there or go to a church together in London or go to different churches, right? So we made that decision and felt like God was calling us to do that and to keep being a part of the community. And so it just kept going and we are really happy there. Um, didn't feel like it made sense to move church just for a year because when, when we got married, it was just a year left in the UK. So we decided to stay. Um, but it's quite convenient from where we are to get there, actually, because we're quite near to Clapham Junction. So oh, it's quite easy getting yeah. out. That's partly why we decided to move here because it's it's a good location for that and for getting to work and stuff. So we're talking about the wedding, yeah. So <laughs> we uh, yeah, so we got married in the church, which is really cool. Um, and then we actually did like a a year of uh, sort of marriage counseling type things before getting married because we wanted to talk through like all the issues that might come up. So we basically Wow, spoke you to... were preemptively... Wow, yeah. I didn't know you could do that. Could, I yeah. thought marriage counseling is when it's almost yeah. about to break <laughs> it's down. About to break down. <laughs> it's a last-ditch effort. No, but that's the thing, right? You want to do like MOTs. You don't want to like wait for your car to break down and then bring it to the garage, right? But then the woman might think, like, oh, are you think, are you anticipating this breaking down? Is that why you're bringing me here? No, I no. I mean, John, you're so like... You guys are so mature and like so... Like... That's so amazing. Yeah, what it was great cool. Move. It is. It was cool. It was cool. And it, she was... I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah, yeah. No, but to be <laughs> fair, right? Is... I think it's quite common in Christian circles. Like, um, some churches require you to do it. I don't think ours necessarily wow. does, but we, we want to do it anyway. Um, I'm looking at your life and I'm thinking back to my marriage. I'm like, okay, did that wrong. Did that wrong. <laughs> did that wrong. Did that wrong. No, Nigel. Everyone, everyone does wrong things, right? It's not... Don't look at it that Maybe way. Maybe all I needed was an emotion circle. Yes, <laughs> like you needed to get. To, you needed to be brave for real, which uh, is being emotionally vulnerable. Nice, no. well done. Maybe you need an emotional <laughs> circle with yourself. That's true, because we need emotion circle with. I need. I need an emotional circle with the ex-wife because you can't do taekwondo on her. So there's no other way. You have to you have to use the emotion circle. Are you saying you have to use your you have to use your words because you can't beat your ex-wife? Is she Is too strong for you, saying? Nigel, maybe? Hey! <laughs> oh my god. Uh, All right, yeah. so the wedding, please. Sorry, yes, the wedding. It was taking so long to get to the wedding. So we did, No, I love it. I love that. it. We did that. We really enjoyed that. Um and our vicar and her her wife, his wife. Uh, were yeah they they were super open about their own experiences and stuff um Aww. which really helped because there's so many questions i suppose before getting married about about what things are going to look like so um so that really really helped and then he um officiated the wedding which is super nice the, the the best thing about it apart from getting married obviously is that uh lots of my family came so my obviously my parents and my brother came but um 
uh, basically lots of my extended family were on it. Like the moment I said, like, we decided, okay, we're going to have it in the UK. Um, they organized this trip. And Aww. so I think there were like 26 people from Singapore. Wow. But just my family. And then there were more who were like my best man and some friends, um, which was insane. Like they all just decided to travel together um, across the country for like two or three weeks and then to do the wedding. So I think it was amazing. Like just super nice to see everyone. And um, just, yeah, it was very surreal to see everyone here. Like it was just an amazing thing. And then we did the uh, reception in a barn. So after oh, the church thing, we all drew, we drove to the barn. A really, really nice barn. Very old. I think it was 16th century or something crazy like that. Very, very oh. old barn. Um, and in Surrey as well. Yeah, yeah. So in the in the countryside. And we had a massive Kaylee at the end, <laughs> which was amazing. Kaylee, what's that? Kaylee's like a dance, like Scottish dance. Oh. Um, but it's basically, the reason why we chose that is... Uh, we've done them before just for fun. Like at, at uni, sometimes like uni societies just do Kaylee's because you don't have any, you don't have to have any experience. You just turn up and someone will tell you what to do. So they tell you all the, all the instructions and then you dance together and it's super fun. Like you normally just get super hot and sweaty because everyone's like running around, but it's, it's great. Um, so yeah, first time I saw my parents dance, I've never seen them dance, very oh. unlike <laughs> themselves. Um, there's an amazing picture of my dad just like smiling like a, like crazy man because he was enjoying himself so much which was amazing he's classic asian dad so to see him do that was very special um Aww. yeah and then everyone just like had a good time you know so that was good um speeches were good again actually that's something probably quite different right because at, at the at the reception you have lots of speeches um asians don't have that though asian yeah, weddings yeah, yeah. don't so yeah. my so my dad-in-law gave like an amazing speech um, about mostly about my wife, but but about everything, and it was just really really cool, very emotional. So she and uh, her dad uh, ran a marathon together in Nice. She asked all of her good friends and family to record um, an hour's worth, was it maybe half an hour, or whatever, of whatever they wanted to do, so they could record a message for her or record like oh. a song or whatever um, for half an hour or whatever. And then she put it on a playlist and randomized it. So when she was running, all her friends were just talking to her, which is really cool. Yeah. That's so smart. So she That's she so asked me to do something, and I read her from a book. I just like picked up a book and just read her from the book, which is quite cool. I can't remember what book what, it was. What now. book? The Bible? No, it wasn't. <laughs> Thou shalt not commit orgies. John three sixteen. John three sixteen. Classic. <laughs> that well known verse. <laughs> oh. No, not that. But I think, yeah, it might have been some Murakami, to be honest, because I was really reading a lot of Murakami then. But it was cool. Really, really nice. The more, I mean, like, you guys are so wholesome and, like, I should... Yeah. Because I, my, if I'm honest, my experience, I haven't, I don't have a lot of experiences with uh, Christianity or religion, but they've all sort of been, you know, that thing of, like... Uh, because Sweden is secular, so it's always yep. been sort of like this thing of, okay, you don't do religion here, or you don't do faith here. No. But, like, you guys are so well-adjusted and and just, like, mature. And what Evelyn's like saying is, you guys aren't freaks, <laughs> like religious crazy people. Oh, gay marriage is wrong! <laughs> Nigel, I was trying to be no, no, nice no. about it. I was trying to say it in a nice way. You know... We have a term for this in singing. So when you're singing on stage and you have this voice in your head being like, you sang that road badly. Or you're like, you know, you're out of tune or whatever. We call that the backseat driver. 
and you have to oh, tell yeah, him to shut yeah, up. Yeah. So Nigel, you are Evelyn's backseat driver. <laughs> what? He's more, he's the devil on my shoulder. You say you say exactly what everyone else was thinking, but in the worst possible way. <laughs> <laughs> That's my charm in it. Your That's charm. my charm. Oh my God. Your charm. No, I no, was going to say that I yeah. should become, I should become, uh, I should uh, seek faith, maybe. Yeah, um, I think it's interesting because I, I think it's hard to be a Christian in today's society. And yeah. To be yeah, you get made fun of, yeah. don't you? Yeah, I think people right? don't, it's very hard sometimes to understand what maybe someone like me and Paloma might stand for when Christianity is such a big thing and everyone has views about what Christianity as a whole has done. And, you know, the big belief in Christianity is that everyone is sinful. Everyone is, you know, flawed. And if you look through history, obviously you look back at Christianity and you go, yeah, lots of things have gone wrong there. But, you know, you can either go from there and say, that's it, I'm giving up, this is a bad thing. Or look at people being flawed. And that's what we believe. And that's that's just recognizing yeah. that you know even a, something that's good can be turned bad if, if people people get given it <laughs> so yeah, yeah exactly. it's a it's a difficult thing and i think people definitely do assume a lot of things about me if i say i'm a christian um but then you know it's it's a very big part of my identity it's something i i believe in um and and so whatever comes with that comes with it but um yeah yeah no, I, I, I completely I understand your point. I see where you're coming from. I know people get... Everyone who is obsessed with something in this life get made fun of. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like I have a skincare routine and I get my I like getting my <laughs> hair done. You can't people compare your that. skincare routine to a man's faith, Nigel. But I have to tell them. It is a big part of my identity. Oh, my dab, God. Dab, dab. All right? Dab, dab, dab. Yeah. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Yeah, dot, scoop, dot. scoop, scoop, scoop. <laughs> dab, dab. <laughs> It's the blood. <laughs> He's putting blood on his face. It's, it's, really same. it's, it's the same situation, isn't it, John? <sighs> Skincare and Jesus. <laughs> oh same my thing. God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Wow. Wow, Nigel. <laughs> I'm just trying to relate. I'm just trying to relate. Oh my god. I'm a godless person, you, the closest I can to, do. You have to really dig deep there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but you know, I I believe that like God I think I believe human beings reflect who God is. Because I think like, mm. one of the things that the Bible says is that God created man in his image. And I don't mean yeah. I think like, what I what I am I, the image of know. God. That's what I think. Adonis. Yeah, no, but I look like, in the mirror, I'm like, yeah, boy. Hello, God. So you're What's the up? version of God that goes to the gym and admires uh, his six pack. Oh, Nigel. <laughs> you're the you're the bro version of God. Yeah. I'm on board with Christianity in that point. No, Man is creating an image if, of God. Fuck yeah, I yeah. am. If you look like God, then you wouldn't only have um, abs one and four. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> John knows the deep cuts I need of my own podcast, man. I need my own horn. <laughs> yeah. We need a new soundtrack for you. If you record yourself oh. doing an opera sn- uh, snippet, <laughs> saying something, saying something, we will put you as a sound effect. Could we'll you, see. Could you, record, we'll could see. you say no, Nigel? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nigel, no. No, Nigel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, we're going to have that. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny. Oh my goodness. What was oh my point? Oh gosh. Oh, my point had to do with uh, seeing God in people, right? So I think, mm-hmm. like, because people are made in his image, 
we see God in everything in the sense that like when I look at art, like good art reminds me of God, not necessarily because it reminds me of faith or because it reminds me of good things, but because it shows me like the human condition and like the bad things also about humanity. And it makes me think of who God is like everything, especially if it's really, really good art. It just reminds me of that all the time. Yeah. Which is why I find a lot of meaning what I do, even if it might not be directly religious or faith based. Yeah. This is great. I mean, it's been really lovely talking to you mm-hmm. because you just seem like a nice person, you and your wife and family, and it's like just spreading joy in in the world. Yeah, you are wise beyond your ye- years, both mentally and also facially. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, Where can we find you, John? If listeners want to see more of your life and your perfect marriage. Where can we find you? Any any operatic work online? You can find me on my website, uh, which is johnleebassbaritone.wordpress.com. <laughs> Holy, that's... <laughs> I know, Jesus I know, Christ. I know. But John Lee is such a common name, though. It's such a common name. No, but to be fair, right? With opera singers, it helps to put your voice type in there. It just helps. Because people... Jo- okay. Like, stop John you. Lee, bass, baritone, yeah, Christian, Surrey, <laughs> Paloma loves me. No orgies. <laughs> Yeah. No. .wordpress.com. You couldn't even splurge for that domain that I'm sure nobody has. You got to use .wordpress.com for free. Well, no. The reason is, right, that if you're a good classical singer, you get recommendations mostly by word of mouth. So it doesn't you don't need your website that much, but it's there people want to look at your bio and stuff. So it is useful. But that's the reason why I don't splurge. Also, we're Asian. We don't spend money unnecessarily. So True. True. Cool. <laughs> so you can find me on at Mr. Nigel Ng and find the podcast on at Rise to Meet You Pod. And find me on at Evelyn Mock. Cool. We also have a website that we pay for. So if you're interested in that, <laughs> rise, to, rise to meet you pod wow. dot com. Uh, slash WordPress slash. <laughs> yeah. Slash WordPress slash too cheap to pay for hosting slash Asian <laughs> slash join our Patreon. <laughs> Yes, thank you for talking to us, John. That was great. Yeah, that was lovely. That's cool. No problem. Nice to meet you both. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. And say hi to uh, Paloma. (laughs) I will. I will. Bye. Bye. Rise to Meet You podcast would not be possible without the generosity of our patrons. Thank you so much, everyone, for helping us out through these difficult times. We want to shout out our patrons who are the Rice Emperor tier and above. Adrian Sier, Anu, Azwan Ahmad, Chia Yi, Debbie Lee, Chen Yuzhe, Elizabeth Allen, FSP, Gabriela Bromley, Gabby Suarez, Grace Rods, Haley Devereaux, Harry Yarnell, Yan Godfrey, Jenny Chan, Jordan Cathcart, Judith Abraham, K.N. Ng, Kerry, Laura Lee, Leong, Manwa Siu, Mei Lin, Mariah Bell, Nadia Islam, Ong Mei Yen, D-Team Emergency Response Team Wimbledon, uh, Rebecca Tracy, Rose Kelly, Sabrina, Sandy, Sin, Si Zhe, Tom Green, Vera, Virini Viravong, and Wilson Yao. Thank you so much for your support.